Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He's an NCAA All-American coming at us from the University of Minnesota today. We are talking to Max McHugh. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Glad to get you on. Uh, To give our listeners just a little bit of context, you've had a couple dual meets. The Big Ten has been able to compete this past semester or this current semester. And uh, you've thrown down some some pretty eye-popping times uh, in dual meet versus Purdue and Wisconsin tri-meet. Uh, with Purdue and Wisconsin, you were 50.6 in the hundred breasts. You split 22.6 on the two medley relay. And then a week or two later versus Iowa, you were 50.5 in the hundred breast, 22.7 on the medley relay. That 50.5 is a nation leading hundred breast time. So uh, just getting back into racing, how, how have you felt so far? Um, I felt pretty good. Um, I'm satisfied with those times right now. Um, I wouldn't say satisfied. Um, I'm happy with those times for now. Um, you know, it's, it's an awesome opportunity to, to race again, finally, after how many months off. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a matter of me kind of recognizing, I mean, we have so many limited opportunities, um, to race throughout the season. Um, I think four, including big tens and NCAAs, but um, yeah, it's, it's felt good getting back to racing. It's, it's good to, uh, get back together with a team, seeing what the team does. Um, yeah, uh, trying to throw down some times for, uh, the invite meets, um, see what we can do. Yeah. So let, <clears throat> let's kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, starting with that meet versus with, with Purdue in Wisconsin, how are you feeling heading into that, those races and, and were you expecting anything this having been, you know, your first race in quite a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always had the mentality of, of not really having expectations, I guess. Um, something I really did well my freshman year, uh, continue that my sophomore year as well. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say any expectations. I knew that we were suiting up, um, simply because the other teams were suiting up, um, and the limited opportunities to swim, but yeah, I wouldn't say I was expecting anything. I knew we had an inter-squad earlier in the year, um, and I had a 50.8 there. So I knew, I knew a 50 was doable for sure. Um, I wasn't, like I said, not many expectations. Um, I was pretty dead that week from lifting and everything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I was really excited to see where everyone was at, what the team could do. Um, yeah. Happy with those times for sure. Was, was the energy on the pool deck at, at for, for that first try meet for the first meet of the big 10 season for you, was that different than the energy from, from a normal dual meet? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily different. Um, I'd say the energy had to come from our team instead of like the audience or, I mean, the fans. Um, I'd say that's the only big difference. Um, we are also excited to race again. 
um, the first opportunity in how many months, 11 months or so. Um, yeah, so I would say the energy had to come from us instead of the fans. Um, but yeah, the coaches did a great job motivating us. Um, and I think we do a great job motivating each other too. Yeah. With that being, you know, again, your first official race, you were suited, um, just a limited opportunity to race, as you said, were, what were you focusing on heading into your races? I mean, were were there specific things that you had centered your energy towards? So there are quite a few things we tried working on, I mean, throughout the season, uh, in training up to that event, um, Dude, the 200 was after the 50 and the 100. And so, I mean, that lactate definitely got to me by that point. Um, so that was a matter of trying to negative split it almost. Um, in the sense that uh, we just put more energy in the back half, see what we could come come back in. So I think I was 55, 58 there. Um, so nowhere near a negative split. But yeah, the, the energy was there in the back half. Uh, happy with that. But so yeah, just a lot of simple things we tried working on. Um, one of them being like as simple as on the turns, not coming in as narrow, but even wider so we can get out quicker. Um, trying to be like the, the tennis ball or a golf ball in a sense on the, on the open turns. Um, trying to just be as tight as possible. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of simple things, a lot of, um, I mean, almost age groups, age groups were things that we're trying to work on, trying to uh, perfect for a uh, postseason. But yeah, like I said, nothing too, too specific. Um, yeah, just excited for the opportunity to race again, trying to go after it. I mean, you say, you say they're age group things, but the, those little things, when you're going as fast as you are, certainly make a big difference. I'm, I'm interested. I, I want to fully understand what you just said. You, you said, on your open turns, you were focusing on placing your hands wider on the wall than, than narrower. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something that, uh, coach Kelly and I, coach Kelly Kramer and I, uh, talked about this season was, um, my, my open turns were definitely a weakness of mine on, on breaststroke. Um, so we talked about having more balance coming into the wall. Um, so we can kind of, we can, we can throw that elbow back um and go overhead um we just go go quicker be more balanced on the open turn so instead of being like a bowling ball in a sense uh wider a wider open turn uh try to be that golf ball uh i mean that's the the analogy that that we use but try to be tighter off the open wall or on the open turns yeah makes sense and so then uh, you, you get your first race under you and a couple weeks later, I think you race Iowa and the, for the women's team, Nebraska as well. Um, you go 50.5. So you go 10th faster in the hundred 10th slower, give or take in the, in the 50 split. Uh, what were you in the 200 at, at versus Iowa? Do you um, remember? I think it was a 153 again. So okay. a 153 low instead of a 153 high. So, so solid improvements throughout. Um, and how do you, how do you analyze that race? Were you, were the focuses still the same or were you thinking of some other tweaks as well? Um, so I have to think about this a little bit. The 50 is always kind of just like a crapshoot. Uh, it's always kind of a warm up swim for the hundred. Um, 
then I typically in the, in the 50, I tend to, to rush my stroke quite a bit. I tend to just spin sometimes. So yeah, the hundred is a great opportunity after that to slow my stroke down. Um, it's more individualized. It's not the relay kind of atmosphere. Um, I can focus on myself a little bit more. Um, so I can swim my own race. Um, so yeah, the 50 is almost always like a, almost like a warm up for the hundred. Um, so the hundred was the same, um, kind of goal trying to go for that 49 still. That's, that's always the goal. Um, I had the splits down and everything, but it just wasn't there this week. And so the hundred was off. I mean, that sometimes happens. So, um, and the 200, I think the same kind of goals, uh, same kind of, uh, mentality kind of go out faster go out a little faster. Um, and come back with those, the 29 O's, I think I came back in. Um, but yeah, uh, just another opportunity to race. I think recognizing that was huge. Um, yeah, trying to drop those times from the week before. That was the goal. So, so a few specific questions about these race strategies. And do you know how many strokes you take for a 50 breast per 25? I do not. Um, I know not to take four or more on the first 25. That, that's always a bad sign. If I'm, if I'm taking too many, um, I mean, trying to get to that wall before, uh, anyone else, I think that's the goal. And so I think I might get up to like seven strokes, uh, on the second 25, which is, I won't get above six on the hundred for sure. I mean, that means if I'm, or that means I'm a little, a little tired or I'm spinning. Hmm. Yeah. So that was my next question was that in a hundred, you're not taking more than six per lap. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, and then race wise for your hundred breast, especially for kind of an in-season swim like that, where you're suited, do you have a goal time to be out in or a goal feel that you want to be out in? Um, so I wouldn't say necessarily a goal time. Um, I think you said it right. Almost like a goal feeling. Um, so I always think of it as kind of like a 95%. So going out 95% in that first 50 and then giving it all on the second 50. And so you want that easy speed on the first 50. Um, and it's just not there yet, unfortunately. So, I mean, that'll come with, with taper and rest. Um, but yeah, so I think I was out in a 23 high this weekend or not this weekend, this past weekend, um, two weekends ago, my apologies. Um, 23 high and I want to go for that, that 23 low going out, I think. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, I know that's what like Ian did in 2019, um, Carson Bissering from USC too. And so those are the two guys that beat me 2019. And I think that's what they went out in. So yeah, something to compare to. Yeah. <clears throat> and so then for the 200 breasts, you know, 153 going 153 twice is, is really uh, solid and really consistent. How, for lack of a better way to say this, how easy is going out in a 55 for you? Um, I wouldn't say easy. Um, hmm. I did, I did think I need, um, it, it takes less strokes. I guess that's how I can, I can put it, I guess. Um, so I mean, well, I'll go out in two strokes on the first 25. Um, and then I'll hold, I'll hold four strokes for another, um, 
either 100 or 125. And so that last 50, we really push. Um, so, I mean, that's either five strokes or six strokes. So I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say easy. Um, I would say it, it, there's a goal to it, I guess. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's all for the postseason, um, to prepare for that postseason. So um, that easy speed will come when I'm tapered. I mean, take a couple of weeks of rest, it'll be good. Yeah. And so there's a goal to it. What What is the goal for, you know, these 153s in season when you're suited? Yeah, so I – I didn't really accomplish my goal, I guess. And it was just to, to go out faster uh, and see if we can hold on. So um, Kelly and I talked about pushing the middle hundred a lot more. And so if you look at my middle hundred, it's, I'm trying to think of what it was. I think it was a 56 on that, on that 153. And so we really want to push that hundred just to get used to that for the postseason. So um, pushing that hundred, pushing that third 50, because I think everyone has something to give on that last 50. Um, I think those are really important to me. Makes sense. Yeah. And so then let's, let's get into training a little bit. Um, obviously it's been a weird semester for everyone. Big 10 has been able to get back into racing, but in terms of training, you said you had a pretty tough week, uh, heading into that first try meet for, especially in the gym. Has your training changed significantly uh, by design, by necessity, because of adapting to COVID restrictions? What has it been like just this semester in particular? Um, I wouldn't say it's changed too much. Um, I think by necessity is a, is a good way to put it. Um, other than seeing masks everywhere uh, on the pool deck, uh, in the weight room, um, Temperature checks before uh, weights and swims, I think. Nothing too much has changed. Um, we've stuck to a good routine in the water. Um, kind of the same kind of thing. So like aerobic on Monday, I am on Tuesday, that kind of thing. Um, and then weights is, is stayed at two times a week, two or three times a week, uh, depending on your choice. Um, yeah, we've had the luxury of, of being in the water uh, the whole time, so... I wouldn't say it's necessarily changed too much from, I mean, if you're comparing it to last year or my freshman year. Okay. Are you someone who chooses two or three times a week? Oh, for sure. Three. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a matter of choice, I guess, uh, for me, but yeah, I love pushing the weight room. I think it's, um, I think it's a good balance to have for sure. And it, uh, Almost, I mean, I think it's a, a trivial thing, but I mean, it, it takes a little less pressure off of swimming, I think, in, in a sense. It's something that I I can push in the weight room. Um, and so, I mean, I can always go back to that reason. If I'm if I'm having a bad practice or something, I can, I can put it on the weight room or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's great to come down, uh, taper down and uh, do mobility instead of lifting hundreds of pounds of weights. Um, so that's always something I look forward to. Yeah. Is, has strength and mobility been, uh, a big source of improvement for you since coming to college? Yeah, for sure. I would say more mobility. Um, just in the sense that in high school, I mean, I could lift as many heavy weights as I'd want. Um, but it didn't really translate to swimming 
as much as I wanted to, in a sense. Um, yeah, so I'd say like flexibility, mobility, that kind of stuff was huge for me coming into college. Um, something that I've, I've improved upon uh, exponentially yeah, over the years. And was, was that translation something that your coaches emphasized and said, hey, this is, this is what we're doing outside the pool. This is how it's going to translate into the pool. Yeah. So, I mean, our strength and conditioning coach, uh, Corey Peterson, uh, and the coaching staff do a great job communicating. I mean, always on the same page. Um, yeah. When it came to me coming in freshman year, I mean, I realized that I was tightening up like every other practice or cramping that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it was a matter of them communicating that my swimming wasn't that my lifting might've been hindering my swimming ability. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that communication between the coaching staff and Corey, um, or the strength and conditioning staff, um, is huge. I, I, they've always been on the same page. Um, yeah, it's helped me improve. Yeah. Greatly. Do you, is there a, an area, a specific area you felt like has improved, uh, overall more than others maybe because of that trend being able to translate out of the pool uh, to in the pool <clears throat> i think aerobically almost um so i mean to think about this yeah a little slow today i'm, I'm a little tired yet but um <laughs> no worries yeah i i would say it, it's helped me aerobically more than anything so not necessarily pushing hundreds of pounds of weight um but working on i mean the small things so shoulder mobility wrist mobility um all those kind of things that that help on my stroke um that might have been hurting me before so i mean it, somewhere i've been i've improved upon greatly has been like my aerobic free uh for example so um I haven't necessarily had shoulder issues, but I mean, I can tell my shoulder mobility is so much greater this year than it was my freshman year. And so, I mean, that's a, just one example. Um, I can point to so many other things in other strokes that it's helped me, but I think that's one of the better examples. Yeah. Which that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, right? It's not necessarily about getting stronger, but about <laughs> being more mobile, being, moving more efficiently in the water, which sounds like you have been able to do. And I'm guessing that'll give you a greater capacity to swim aerobically, mm -hmm. which is That's nice. Cool. Yeah. Are, are you someone who's going to swim the 200 IM uh, either in dual meets or at the end of the season this year? Um, we will see. So we have to make that decision yet. Um, yeah, we'll swam it in the past. Yeah, I have in the past. Um, it's the backstroke that gets me. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. It, it, I think it's a common theme for breaststrokers, but yeah, it gets me for sure. It's something I've, I've been trying to work on, uh, pushing those underwaters. I mean, talking to my teammates about what they're doing. Um, I mean, shoulder um, rotation, all that kind of stuff, trying to work on it. So we'll see. We'll see if we do the IM or the 50. Sorry, you're talking about aerobic stuff, and that's just like, huh, wonder if he's going to swim that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a good question. I'll find <laughs> out soon enough. <laughs> nice. Um, 
so, so back to training, you've been able to race really consistently over the, over these two tri meets that you've had this season. Has there been a really, has there been a strong level of consistency within your practicing, uh, since getting back to campus in the fall? Yeah. So let me, let me think about this. The question was consistency and training. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess it, it's a matter of, it was a matter of mentality for me kind of coming into this year. And so, I mean, with COVID and everything, um, I think it gave me a sense of of gratitude. I mean, it, it's a luxury to swim. I, th- I think you've heard that uh, plenty on, this, on these podcasts for sure. But um, yeah, the, just trying to trying to put in a hundred percent every practice. Um, it's helped me. I mean, um, this is the best training I've had, no doubt, um, in every way. And so, I mean, like I said, the aerobic free. I've been pushing those sets. Um, those IM days. I mean, um, been pushing those. Been doing really well on those too. And so, yeah, I, I guess it's been a mentality for me. Um, consistently trying to give that hundred percent in practice, um, consistently trying to give that hundred percent in the weight room, um, recovery wise too. And so I think that that's where the consistency comes in is, Mm -hmm. is trying to, trying to put a hundred percent in everywhere, just not swimming or just not individually swimming or just not in the weight room, but, um, trying to put a hundred percent all around. So, I mean, that goes into, being specific about my diet, um, about what I do after practice, before practice, recovery wise, um, in practice, I mean, pushing those underwaters or, um, coming out better on the breakouts or something like that, or in the weight room, I mean, mobility wise too. And so, um, that's where the consistency comes in. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense. Was that impacted at all by your time during the lockdown before you got back to campus in the fall of 2020? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, I, I think just like everyone didn't have a really structured routine during COVID. Um, I, I, some people did and they're very lucky too, but, um, yeah, the swing wasn't, necessarily the biggest thing for me at at some points in lockdown which which um took a while for me to admit to myself but yeah I I just kind of recognized that swimming was what I do I guess in a sense um not who I am and so I mean that took took a while to figure out um I think uh Isabel Ivy from Cal in one of your podcasts mentioned that too um but swimming it doesn't define her in a sense and so it was hard for me to recognize that but after I did I mean I think my mentality changed I think that's where that 100% in everywhere came in um yeah and so while my routine wasn't the most consistent or I wasn't swimming what 11 times a week um more so like two but I mean, I think that's where that, that consistently, consistently consistency, my bad, uh, came in. 
um i think it was my mentality mm -hmm. yeah and i think we as we've seen more swimmers come out to say this it's it's become much more a much more pre prevalent topic and it's and it's okay right it's okay to it, it to discover to admit to yourself that yeah i'm i am a swimmer but that's not necessarily what defines me that is not all of who i am I'm also a human being i'm also you know a, a son a brother a whatever um and it's and swimming is so consuming it takes so much time it's such a grind that i think people's identities often get lost in our sport um so uh, yeah backing up to that covid lockdown period um you know you mentioned swimming only two times a week what what was your routine like outside of outside of swimming those two times a week um man i i i don't know i think it was dependent on the week um hmm. i can go back to yeah i can backpedal to march even um i think it was march 14th March 12th, uh, around there was the time that we, we all heard that, I mean, everything was canceled. So, mm -hmm. um, from there, I took a couple days here to kind of, kind of, uh, recoup, I guess, um, talk to the coaching staff, talk to, I mean, academic, academic advisors about, I mean, kind of the plan going forward. So took a couple days here, um, that I, then I headed home to, uh, Sturgeon Bay. So in Wisconsin, and I don't think I was back in Minneapolis for a couple, a couple months after that. So, I mean, yeah, it was a great time to be home. Um, but yeah, I, I, like you said, I don't think I got in the water more than two or three times a week at, at some points. And so um, I did add the luxury after a couple months of lockdown uh, that pools were open around me. Um, so I did get in a couple times, but yeah, um, kind of recognized that swimming wasn't everything. Um, my routine outside of that, man, I, yeah, like I said, dependent on the week. So got to hang out with my close group of friends, um, from high school a lot more. I mean, that's my first summer back in, in Sturgeon Bay for what, three years. Um, since I came, I came and swam with Minnesota my senior year. Okay um senior year summer but yeah i got close with them again got to do things that were out of the ordinary for me so i mean i could stay up late i mean that was that's just one one little thing um <laughs> that uh that i just take for granted i guess um yeah just hanging out with my friends uh, got to be on the water quite a bit um reading writing got got into that kind of stuff um video games per usual I mean that was a huge part um but yeah it was it was a matter of not making swimming a priority I, that was huge for me it was, it was such a, a mental break it was such a a mental reset that I mean I think it helps me every single day it helps me put that 100% in um I mean, yeah, it was, it was such a, a new event. It was such a, um, a new thing for, I mean, swimmers across the country, uh, around the world too. Um, man, yeah, when's the last time I've had a break more than a couple months or I mean, a matter of weeks almost. Um, 
I think before this, the longest break I had was like four or five weeks. And so, yeah, it's a lot different than what two or three months out of the water and then getting back to two or three practices a week. And so, yeah, that definitely helped me reset. Um, just got a lot, got to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah, pros and cons to it, I guess. Yeah. And like you said, you were able to come to this realization that, or you were able to unprioritize swimming, which really helped in the long run get be helped you be able to prioritize swimming now, now that you're back to it full time. Were did you kind of come to that naturally on your own, or was this something that you were more conscious of and you know talked about with other people in the sport or in your circles? Uh, and kind of did you have help along this in this process? Yeah, so I think the greatest help I got was from my family, and so um, my brother obviously swam at Minnesota too, um, but. Yeah, I think it came from my family more than anything. Um, they kind of kind of were the ones that um, were blunt with me that were saying, I mean, you missed out on NCAAs and um, you can mope about it um, or you can, you can move on kind of. And so it was a matter of them being so uh, black and white with me. I mean, it, it might have been a little harsh at the time, but uh, <laughs> it was good. It, it was a good thing in the long run. Um, yeah, they, they help me in every aspect of life, but I mean, they, they help me more than any, more than anyone, uh, recognize, I mean, swimming isn't everything. I mean, there's, I have a life outside of swimming. I mean, I think it's a, a common theme for swimmers, like you said, but I mean, just recognizing that is what is, is something that I do it, not necessarily a hobby, but, um, something I put a lot of time in, but I mean, it's going to end someday, just like everything. So, um, trying to make the most out of, um, the situation, I guess. Um, and yeah, I'm one of those examples of just getting close to my, my high school friends again. I mean, it's something I wouldn't have the opportunity to do otherwise. So, I mean, that was huge. And that's just one of many examples. Uh, so just as some of the, the pros, I guess, um, I shouldn't say pros, but, um, making the, the best of the situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. certainly. And then jumping forward back to, you know, today we've got big tens looming on the horizon. We've got maybe NCAA, hopefully NCAAs, I should yeah, say. Not gonna, not gonna. Um, but so how are you, after getting a few races under the belt, how are you feeling of heading into these big 10 championships? Um, I'm feeling excited. Um, feeling excited for my teammates, for the team, see what we can do. Um, excited what I can put together. Um, we'll do, don't, yeah, don't want to get too, uh, specific, I guess, but I mean, I'll do like a drop taper for big tens and then really push for NCAAs. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, really excited what I can throw down. Really excited to, to head over to Columbus, see what um, we can do all tapered. Um, I know we're getting to that that atmosphere, that excited atmosphere at practice that, I mean, we're just starting up tapered, but man, everyone's so excited already. So um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm excited what we can put together, um, see what we can do. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Well, Max, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me today. Any parting thoughts before we close out? Um, I don't think so. I think one thing I'd say, I mean, is just, um, just I, I think many of the, the many things that I, I learned from COVID, I guess. I mean, just uh, like expressing gratitude, um, recognizing that swimming's a luxury, um, recognizing that I'm just not a swimmer. Um, yeah, there, there's so many things that I've learned from COVID, uh, just trying to make the best out of the situation. Um, yeah, and I think, I mean, it's a life lesson too, or life lesson too. I mean, it's just, uh, dealing with the cars that you dealt, I guess, in a sense, um, trying to make the best of it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Well, again, thanks, Max. I, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat today. It was really great talking. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the swim swim podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.